You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Hello, all. Another episode of Espresso Jams. And I am so happy today because I have a fantastic person from across the ocean, Chris Colby with Live to Dream. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. Good to, to be with you. Thanks for the invite. It's great. It's, it's, it is fantastic to hear to hear you to see you here. Um, so tell me, Chris, where do you hail from today? So I'm in the sunny South Africa, uh, near Cape Town, uh, right to the, the south, and been born and bred, been all my life in South Africa. Wow! And and you're in the middle of summer. We're in the middle of winter up here in North America. Yes, it's a warm day today. We're pushing just over 40 degrees Celsius. Wow. That, that just sounds like a dream to me today because <laughs> we, what we're experiencing. And speaking of dreams, your business is called Live to Dream. And that's with a two, yes. the number two in the middle there. Is that right? Yes. That's yes. A, that is a great name. How, how did you start doing what you do? Um, well, sure. I worked in I, I worked in radio for quite a while, um, and a very tough industry. Lots of long hours and hard work for for not much return. And eventually moved into the corporate environment for quite a few years and worked as a marketing manager for for many years. And corporate was just burning me out completely. It was going to put me in an early grave. And I I, I reached a point where I was like, I'm not living my dreams. I'm not living a way and a life that I wanted to have where I'm sort of stuck listening to a boss and making other people money and, and being treated really badly. So I came up with the concept of why don't I start a business where I can literally live to dream. I can live my dreams out and um, help other people with my business in doing that. So that's where the name came from was really for myself to live to dream and help companies live their dreams and their company dreams as well. And, and that's why I changed it to the number two in the middle, because it's a two-way street. We have to work together. It takes the two of us to make that happen. Okay. Oh, that's very nice. Very nice. So you work with, with companies of large sizes, small sizes? I like to focus more on your uh, medium to small enterprises. Uh, simply because the world's changing so quickly and I find the smaller to medium-sized enterprises are more nimble and able to to make changes very quickly that are needed um, and are more open to working with you and you don't have to cut through too much red tape um, and those things uh, and they're a lot less corporate. I, I like to stick away from the corporates a little bit um, and I, I enjoy working with them a little bit more because we can be more creative. We can look for those unique solutions and try new things that a, that a large corporation might not necessarily want to do. If they've been doing the same thing for the last 10 years, 
the chances of them changing that is very small. Yes, uh, working with a large organization is like turning turning the Queen Mary in the ocean. It takes miles to to turn the ship. And I find the same thing that the small businesses and solopreneurs and small businesses are are very nimble and they're open. You're right. They're open to to creativity. They're open to to new things and they can pivot if they need to or make make minor adjustments. And it can happen very quickly. And it might sound a little bit crazy, but I love a good challenge. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. I, I might be a bit crazy, but I love a good challenge. And with smaller companies they have smaller budgets they have to come up with really unique creative solutions you have to look at things from a completely different angle to find a way for them um and to be honest i actually really enjoy that process of going wow this is a big challenge how do we do it coming up with that and then seeing it come to reality that's that's really fulfilling i think that is a key characteristic yes and um, it sounds like you're doing what you love to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love working with people. I've always been a people person. I do also enjoy presenting and pick up some MC gigs here and there where I can. So I can still have that passion and that love. But I, I genuinely just like working with people and helping them and, and get them to that place where those dreams can start coming true for them. Okay. And the other day we got talking about being authentic. And... And to, today, we hear that a lot. Authenticity, be authentic, tell your story. Um, but let me ask you, what, what does being authentic mean to you? Well, obviously, in terms of in, in a company context in your marketing, you've got to clearly know and understand who your business is. You approach it like a personality, a person. You look at the business and see what is the business actually really about. I mean, back the old way of doing business was you had your mission and your values and your vision and you shared that and could have could get through on that. Nowadays, consumers are smarter. They've got access to a lot more information and they do the, they do a little bit more research than, than they used to because they've got access to it. Um, and so now your business really truly isn't just about the, the product or solution or service that you provide. It's about who you genuinely are. People are very discerning in terms of where they spend their money and who they want to support and who they want to be associated with. Um, and it's developed all the way through from, you know, there's the famous um, footwear brands that we're not going to mention that made use of um, factories in, in areas that treated people very badly. And consumers had the um, moral compass to go, no, we're not going to accept that and support those businesses. And those companies had to change. They had to make things better. So, so in terms of that, in terms of business, think of your business as a business, as a personality, not just a set rule of mission and values and things like that, but genuinely who your company is and what you're about. And that is your authentic self. So I, I think that's very important because there, there was that company and there were others also who did not treat their employees, uh, domestic and foreign, uh, very well. And when the public found out about that, there, there was an uproar. Um, so it's, and as you said, folks have more information now with the internet, they can find out. So it's, it's, it's not only about being authentic, but it's about being, um, being a world citizen and doing good. Because I know people who will buy from companies um, only if they have a recycling 
process, a defined, specific recycling process, and that they maybe they're maybe they're recycling energy or fabric or food or something like that, and they will look at that before making a purchase. So they're of course, yeah. and it's and it's applicable even to small and medium businesses. Say you're working, say you you've met a company, uh, let's say a web developer, right? And you, they're a small solopreneur. You're going to pay them to do your website. You get to meet them and things. How often does it happen? It happens all the time that you go into Facebook and check that person out because they might not have a specific business page or whatever the case may be. And if that person's posting content that's political or um, partying pictures or whatever the case may be that doesn't sit well with you, are you still then going to follow through with that person? Um, so, you know, it, yes, it's applicable to the big corporations and people will find out, but it's still relevant as well to your small and medium enterprises. Uh, so it's very important that you represent yourself correctly. Um, and I think, I think when, what it boils down to this need for authenticity is people are tired of being lied to and not knowing what the truth is. Um, there's been big companies, especially what was it? the late 70s, early 80s, that false advertising kind of over-promise, under-deliver was really, really big. We live in a world now where companies make promises they can't follow through, uh, politicians do it, everybody's doing it at the moment. Um, yet at the same time, we've got this inherent need to reconnect and be part of a community. I think that's where this movement is now coming in, where people really genuinely look at companies and really want to know them and understand them and, and have that authentic connection with them. Yeah, and I, I remember a car company that was very big on safety and they promoted safety and how safe their cars were. And then <laughs> it was found out they were cheating on the test. And then cheating is a nice word. They were, they were cheating on the test. Yeah, and, and that hurt them. That hurt them big time for years and years. Exactly. Yeah, they, that brand is still is still trying to recover. And there's, I mean, there's so many examples of, 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 of that happening. Um, and I think people just want to know the truth as well. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a tricky environment because there is so much going on. There's so much information available. Life's moving so quickly. Um, they don't want the fluff and the extra things. They just genuinely want to know, who are you? What do you do? What is it going to do for me? What is it going to cost me? I like, I like the connection. You're authentic. Cool. I'll, I'll go ahead with, with my purchase process. Um, so let, let's take this one step further. So now we have a company that is doing good in the world. They're, they've got a good product. They're being honest. They're being open. They have no problem sharing about their processes. Maybe they're recycling, things like that. Um, what can they do to communicate that in an authentic way? Without bragging, you know, because we don't like people, oh, look at me, ha, ha, ha. The, without bragging. But um, as a world citizen, how can they communicate that? Look, it, it boils down to walk, walk the walk. Um, that's what it is. If, if you are a company and you are doing that, people will notice and they will stand up. And one of the other subtle ways to do it is rather instead of talking about yourself, start initiatives to start helping other companies do it as well. Or you could flip it around and say, okay, so we're, we're about this. We would like to enable our customers to become those world citizens and do it as well. So you can create tools or campaigns or 
something to empower them to be able to do it as well. So that way you're not blatantly in your face saying, oh, look at us, we're so amazing, we do this. You're, you're highlighting it, but in a, a helpful, good way. So that reminds me a little bit of story branding, whereas you don't want to be the hero of the story. You want your clients, your prospects, your customers to be the hero of the story. Exactly. Yeah, I like exactly. that. I, I like that very much. If you're doing good and you're a world citizen and you're helping to make the world a better place, why not help your clients? And can any industry do that or would it have to be a particular industry? I think any company can do it. A simple example was a company I worked with in the agricultural um, sector. They employed um, people in a pack house. It's, it's a very low paying job. Uh, not many skills required, um, literacy is very low, all of those things. And a lot of these, they, they, their staff find themselves in financial trouble because they get these, uh, I don't know if you get them overseas, but like lay by purchase or buy on credit things. And yes. they, they, the salespeople put, pull the wool over their eyes and they don't quite understand the contracts and how it works. Um, and so they get themselves into huge financial trouble. And this company, they don't tell anybody about it, but they invest in specific financial training for their staff that they do better. And then that goes further into education, et cetera, et cetera. And the company benefits because at the end of the day, those employees and their children are more educated, better employees and do, do well company starts making more money because they've got other things. And then they invest that money into community projects. And then word filters out um, to, to get a job at that specific company um, where it's located. People travel from far to try and get a job because they know nobody, nobody they, have, they themselves haven't advertised. The people who work there shouted from the, the rooftops. And so people come to them to work for them. So there's that way of doing it as well. Yes. And, and you're hitting on a key concept today, which is employee retention. Um, here in, in the U.S., we hear a lot about the great resignation. Do you, do you find that in South Africa also, that a lot of employees are leaving? <laughs> we, we do have that. Um, that's twofold. It's economic and also our job. Uh, financial sectors is, is dismal. Um, there, there isn't employment uh, available for most of the people. Mm. Um, but there has been a move where people have gone, look, I, I was forced into an early retrenchment because of COVID. Um, and for the last year, I've been doing small side hustles to pay the bills. I'm at home, I'm working less, but I'm making pretty close to what I was making, working full time. I'll carry on with doing that. So there is, I think, look, South Africa is always a little bit behind everybody else. But I think the, when the economy picks up again, the bigger companies and companies are going to struggle to hire people because they're going to say, but why should I come work for you? Uh, get paid so little doing the same mundane task where I, I'm doing perfectly fine already on my own. Right. Okay. So getting, getting back to the, the employees. Thank you. Thank you for that info. Um, you know, making your customers the hero of the story. But it sounds like that company is making their employees the hero of the stories. And Exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. And their children, too. And, and helping the whole, the entire family unit, it sounds like. Well, exactly. And then those employees are proud of that brand and that mm. company. 
So they still purchase that company's product at the end of the day. Um, and that'll be generational. It's, it's a general everyday use product. Um, you know, fruit is fruit. You're going to eat it every day, but they'll choose that brand because they're proud of it. They associate it. Their kids, their grandkids, their families, their aunts, their uncles, their cousins, all of them are going to stick with that brand. Right. And I think that that just explodes from there as people understand more about the company and more about their, their commitment to their employees and, and to their customers. Exactly. So, you know, I think, I think that's what we sort of getting to is, is be authentically yourself and also find those unique ways to, to get the story out there. So you can make the client your hero or your employees. Um, you can genuinely get the recognition, but through better ways of doing it. Yes. Yes. That, that is, that's rich. That's such good stuff. And so tell me for our audience today, Chris, what would be in, you know, 30, 40 seconds or so, a good takeaway for them, something that might be actionable, something that they can do? I think, I think what it boils down to is look at your business as a person and genuinely, genuinely write down who that is and be that. Um, and a, a simple example is, is I'm very lucky. I'm an extroverted person. Put me in front of a camera and I'm a happy, happy man. But say you're an introvert and you don't like that. Claim it. Claim that you're an introvert. I don't like being rebunctious and in your face and extroverted. I like to be quiet in the corner and work and get things done. Um, whatever those, those factors are, make sure that you write it down and know it and understand it. And then you can authentically be yourself and claim who you are. Just claim it. Nobody's going to judge you. Um, everybody's open-minded these days. There's lots of things you could be judged for. So just claim exactly who you are and display it and rather do something than do nothing. Yeah. I like that so much. It's, it's about being unique and owning your uniqueness. Um, that's so, that's so important and so authentic. And if, you know, who, I think it was Dr. Seuss who said something like, be yourself because nobody can be you better than you. Exactly that. Yes. Absolutely, exactly spot on. And if you're a solopreneur, it's a little bit easier. If you're a big corporation, that's why corporate culture is so important because mm. it helps define who your company is and, and authentically is. And it's very important to know from the top all the way down and communicate that clearly so that everybody knows where they fit in in that, in that culture and, and that sort of persona, if you could call it that. I, I really like the idea that you shared about consider your company or think of your company like a person and what their personality is and what their character is. I think that that is awesome. It, it shines a different kind of light on the company when you're thinking about the company. Well, it's a bit like dating somebody if you meet them for the first time. Do you want, if you go on a date and you hide behind who you are and pretend to be something else, that person's going to pick it up very quickly. You're not going to likely going to get a second date. And, and, if you, and, and even if you do, you're, they're dating someone who is not you. They're, they're, you're, it's, it's false advertising. <laughs> it's eventually going to come out and not work out well. But if you yourself and that person does come back for a second date, they'll keep, they'll stick around and they'll be there for 
for a while because they've gotten to know you genuinely, you as your business genuinely, and then they're more likely to stick with you. Yes. Yes. Very good. And Chris, if someone wants to get in touch with you, wants to know more about you and what you do, what would be the best way for our audience to get in touch with you? So as a marketer, I'm absolutely terrible at marketing myself. I'm busy trying to update my websites and all my channels. The best way would be reach out with an email, uh, chris at livetodream.co.za, and let's set up a discovery call. I'm very happy to network with people. Book 30 minutes with me. We get to know each other, and then we take it from there. Let's start the conversation, and we build from there. Okay. Can you give us your website one more time, a little bit slower, please? Okay, so the email is chris at livetodream.co.za. You can look at my website. It's terrible. It's livetodream.co.za. Okay, very good. That's awesome. And um, yeah, guys, I'd, I'd recommend you all to get in touch with Chris. Great conversation. Great guy. You will enjoy the conversation and pick up some nuggets. Chris, Fantastic. I, I really appreciate you being on the show today. It has been a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me and looking forward to having more conversations and connecting. As do I. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel and never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com. That's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.